G'day, cunts. Welcome to episode number 66 of the Greencast, a podcast by me, Mr. Greentech, where I rambled to myself like a madman in my bedroom. <sighs> Remember when I said I'd have an upload schedule for this podcast? And then I went on hiatus from this podcast immediately for about three weeks. And then I think I did it again the second week. <laughs> and then I went on hiatus again for about two months. Whoops! I know it's not the fucking most consistent podcast in the world. And for that, I'm sorry, I guess. But it's free, and who cares, really? Look, I'll be real, not a lot of people watch this podcast anyway, but I enjoy doing it, so that's why I am doing it. And look, podcast has helped me quite a lot. I don't know why I'm immediately going into this sort of ramble, but it's helped me a lot personally, just even talking to people for some reason, even though I am looking directly into a camera hole right here, it's kind of helped me bleed out my thoughts. That's the worst way to put it to justifying it as well and helping me, but whatever. Anyway, it's fucking back, baby. And it's hopefully here to stay again, because I don't know. I have hopefully some planned content and even a segment in this podcast that isn't just answering questions and topics from you people. So, uh, yeah, I've been up to a good bit since the last time that a podcast, which was like, Two months ago-ish, whatever that was. Um, there was quite a few things that I was looking back and they're just like, Oh, shall we talk about this? Nope, it had been that long. Whoops. Whoopsie. Uh, so the main thing that was... I haven't done it so much lately, but I did get a VR headset. I now have a Quest 2 headset, which is pretty fucking cool. There was a good period where I didn't think that I would get a headset. One, because... I mean, I have a pretty powerful PC. I have pretty much top-line components for everything except a GPU graphics card because, you know, miners and everything and the whole market is just completely fucked. For example, I only have a 1080 in my my rig and I bought that for about $800 like three to four years ago. And second-hand, they're selling for upwards of 600 I've even seen some for 750 for the same card. And it's like, bro, they literally has not lost price in four years. That should not be how that works. And it's, it's just been real fucking annoying in that regard. So I didn't think I'd get one. But I also didn't think that VR would progress so quickly to get to a point where it would also become completely wireless, essentially. And that I don't really need to connect it to a PC. Everything is contained in the unit. I probably just completely destroyed your ears. And for that, I am completely sorry. I just pumped the mic. A completely contained unit where it's all in the headset and you don't have to connect it to your PC. I didn't think I'd have that for a while. And I don't know. I was just sitting on the couch with my roommate one day. And he just mentioned, hey, you should get a headset. we should get a headset or a VR headset. And I'm like, yeah, we should. And then I remembered... The Quest 2, which is, like I said, a completely contained unit where everything's in there. you just got to have the space for it, obviously, which, you know, you move the coffee table uh, out of the way of the living room. You've got a nice, like, 6 by 6 feet square that you can play in. And so we did. We split the headset. The only thing that's really fucking annoying, and I knew it buying it as well, but there's not really any other competitors for wireless headsets at the moment, in my opinion. 
you guys probably come out with some random Chinese thing. Not that... Yeah, you might even not come out with it. Because I know a lot of people don't trust the Chinese. And you know what? <laughs> with this past year, that's completely fair, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went halves. Of course, if you don't know, the Quest 2 and the whole Oculus line got bought out by Facebook years ago. So to actually use any Oculus headset, as well as the Quest 2, it might not be for the other Oculus, but at least the Quest series, you have to have an active, good-standing Facebook account to log in to use the device. You can't really use it offline. Well, you can use it offline, but set up especially, you have to have a Facebook account that's in good standing. You can't really make, you know, a, 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 a throwaway Facebook account that's cock-lover... Uh, Cock Lover Jesus. I don't know. That was the first dumb name that came to head for some <laughs> for some reason. And yeah, so we just had to choose one of us to use it, and we used his account. But that means that for some things, I just have to use his Facebook account, and it's also really annoying as well. We were fucked either way because it is connected to your Facebook. Sometimes, uh, well, the first time we set it up, I'm just like playing Beat Saber away. And then he's just getting messages on his Facebook account, and it's popping up in-game. So I'm just playing Beat Saber and re uh, reading this poor cunt's DMs. And I had to just be like, hey man, I don't know if you know, I can see your fucking messages, man. I think he eventually he figured out how to actually turn that off, but I can still see all of his friend list and who's online and offline. Uh, as well as that uh, you actually need to hook that up to your Oculus account as well. And so, for things like getting custom songs in Beat Saber, you have to actually connect your Oculus to the computer to actually then do a whole fucky process of becoming a fake developer and going into modding mode. And basically, you need to log into the Facebook account and Oculus account, so I need his details and all to log into his Facebook to do the mods and to connect to my PC if I want to do anything. This is just so fucking annoying, bro. We were we were this close to having a perfect wireless VR headset, and Daddy Zuck came along and took it away from us. The fucking lizard bastard. So yeah, uh, I wasn't really that sort of person that gets motion sick from VR stuff as well. And dude, it's so fucking cool. It's a lot more responsive than I would have thought too. Uh, there's no even, there's no sensors that you have to put around the room, like a lot of the Vive stuff as well. It's all just using, uh, I want to say IR cameras. It's a, it's a form of sensory camera that just tracks it around the headset. So there's a couple times where if you bring up the controller, like to your head, your hand kind of spasses out because it doesn't know where it is in the room because it's too close. So it just uses that to track everything, which is cool as fuck. Because then essentially, uh, like, if you have a just a completely open space, you could just, I don't know, set your space to infinity and just have a completely open VR setting in, like, a warehouse or outside or something like that. So, yeah, it's pretty fucking lit, but, yeah, the, the, the whole Facebook linking thing's real fucking annoying, I will say. Um, but, yeah, Beat Saber's been fucking cool. That's basically most I've been playing lately. Uh, I played Gorn is another one of my favorites that I've tried. It's like this arena 
Uh-based uh, VR game where you just have like a bunch of weapons and you just punch in cunts' heads with different weapons and cut their limbs off. And there's Wolverine claws, so I could live out my fantasy of like, you know, stabbing stabbing cunts in the chest and cutting their limbs off and stuff. It's real fucking cool. But then there was another game uh, that I bought recently called Stride, where it's this parkour game. And I know I said I don't get motion sickness. But my god, is it fucking off-putting when you're in VR trying to do parkour. Like, imagine, like, there's some experiences in VR where it's just, like, you know, you're on a mountain kind of climbing up. And there's, I also played the Star Wars Vader games as well. And there's a couple points where uh, you are grounded, but you have your VR hands and just, like, pulling yourself up. And of course, you're staying in the same spot in real life, but your character's like actually moving up, and your depth perception is like really fucked up when you do it. And so imagine that times a hundred while you're moving and jumping, but not in real life. It's it really fucks me up a little bit. And after like twenty minutes session of it, I just have to like stop when I kind of feel sick. It's strange. Some people said in the community that you kind of get over that, but I don't know if I really <laughs> I want to put myself through feeling sick again playing the game if I'm not really that fucking into it really but that's been yeah like I said that's been really sick and no I haven't watched porn on it I don't think I really will okay let's go on a let's go on a side right now about VR porn VR porn in my opinion is way overrated the Depth perception is completely off, and two, I think that <laughs> I think that was one of my first ever experiences with VR. And look, I've, and fucking of course it is. As I'm saying that, of course, porn is the first thing. Porn advances all of the mediums like this. It advanced. That's the reason why we had DVDs and Blu-rays, and they beat out Betamax and Laserdisc was because of porn. So of course that's why we're making all these advances in VR, and the first time I tried VR was to try VR porn. I will put it out there. And so, I remember the first time trying it, and the girl was trying to do, like, some foreplay stuff as well, and it fucked up my brain real hard when the chick, like, leant up to the camera real close, and then, like, went to, like, kiss me, or, like, the camera, or, like, the POV of you. And it's just like, they're right there and your brain's telling you, whoa, this girl should be kissing you right now, but you can't feel it and you can't touch it or anything like that. It, the person, whatever, of the game. And yeah, <laughs> my brain's just like, what the fuck is happening? And also, yeah, I, 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 I don't vibe with it, to be honest. It's just, <laughs> it's too much. It's too much, man. I don't, I don't know what else to really say about it than, yeah. And also, again, you're kind of just, <laughs> all of, all of VR porn, it's just the man sitting backwards like this while the girl just does whatever. <laughs> and look. <laughs> God. Sure. <laughs> Am I getting into this now? Am I really getting into this on this podcast? 
Sure. I think I consider myself a bit of a switch, to be honest. Sure, I... <laughs> Am I really doing this on this podcast already? Ten minutes in and I'm getting into my sexual preferences. Ah, fuck it, I'm down this hole now. Sure, I consider myself a switch. I like to be... Dumbed, I think. I don't know, I haven't had that much experience with it. But also, like to dumb. I think, as I say, I haven't had that much experience with it either. And it is kind of weird, and you kind of just feel like you're being used in VR porn when you're just like, essentially, you're a fucking nugget. <laughs> you're just a nugget with a dick, and the girl's just using you, essentially. Which, sure, everyone's been there, they're just like, whatever, just get this cum out of my dick, bro. I, it's, it's just the sort of mood that I'm in. I'm not into any just fucking cool titties, man. Just, I need to get some fucking clarity, man. I need to get this out of my system. Every every man's been there. But yeah, I don't know. I just don't think I'm really into uh, being used as a nugget <laughs> by some fucking VR thing. <laughs> I don't expect it for that to go this way, but... Ah, well, you're welcome, I guess. Um, before I get into some other stuff, to update on my channel as well. Uh, I've been getting in touch with a bunch of other green text YouTubers recently, and we formed like a little fucking Discord group of uh, green text YouTubers and just been chatting about, uh, you know, stuff to do with the channel and growing, and hey, what do you think about this thumbnail? What do you think about this title? Do you think this will grow better this way? Da 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 da. You know, just genuinely giving each other advice and trying to help each other out and such. And there's a bunch of newer channels now that are getting, like, pretty good views per video. They're getting more views than me. But the subscribers are, like, 13,000, and then they're increasing. I can't name them off the top of my head. I probably can if you are watching this. I'm sorry. Um, I also just don't watch this content, so don't fucking blame me. I don't, make the, I don't watch the content that I make, if that wasn't fucking apparent. <laughs> with with uh, the quality of stuff and the music being loud. I, I know... After this, I'm going to make a fucking how-to with my editors as well. Just be like, music be this level, voice be this level, do not do otherwise as well. So you, your comments are being heard about that as well. I, I, I will say that. Um, but overall, I'm still getting heaps of views a month, like well over 100,000 views a month. And I have been consistently for about the past like two to three years. But I haven't gained this many subscribers over three years despite getting hundreds of thousands of views per month millions over each year which sure i don't make the best content in the world but the fact that they're getting that many views and then i'm get i'm losing subscribers and i haven't really gained anything at all there's something fucky going on here and I was trying, I was talking to these guys and trying to get their opinions about what might be fucking happening with my channel here. And we had a look at Social Blade. And there is a bit of a correlation when I uploaded that first ever exposed video about premium technology, which you might have realized. And if you have checked my Social, uh, social Blade, uh, I've privated that video, which Social Blade counts as deleting it. And so uh, there's a dip of 1.5 million views. So what was happening? we think, 
is that that video got uploaded, got a nice spike of about 5k subscribers, something like that. And I was uh, on a track gaining subscribers as well before that. Still gaining views before that as well on a little bit more of a trajectory. <laughs> oh, sorry. I ate like two hours ago and I'm still a bit bloated for whatever fucking reason. And look, that video gave me a shit ton of engagement. Great engagement. Got me a million views. That's my that's that single video has made me the most amount of money out of any other video and probably will for ages unless I cook up some other viral thing, which I am actually working on sometime soon. And basically that was also my most disliked video on my channel by quite a large margin. I think it had like a 30 or 40% like ratio, which is fucking horrid in the scheme of YouTube. Anything under 90 or 80 is considered like, ooh, that's a bit controversial, but 40, whoo! You must have done something kind of fucky there, which I basically shout on an entire genre of YouTube and called out all these people and then got a shit ton of comments. If you don't know, I'll just be like, this guy just learned how to swear and he is just making fun of a thing because he can't do it himself. When I was trying to be like, hey, these guys are gaining the system, that's fucked. And also they're not really doing anything and they're just making waste in the middle of a fucking forest. And yeah, sure. I did very I did that video off the cuff and there were quite a few swear words in there or is what a lot of people were saying. This guy cusses a lot, which if you're using the word cuss on ironically, bro, you're no older than fifteen, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> um but yeah, it, it, it got dislike bombed to fucking hell. And you could see that my subscribers pretty much, like, overnight, like, dipped. And I didn't really get... Oh, I did gain some subscribers that month. But the following months and the months after that, I just gained no subscribers. Or if you do see it, it went from, like, couple thousand to, like, 400 to 200 to negative to negative to zero to zero to zero. And then it might dip to, like, 100 and then to zero. And then it's basically doing that for, like, two years. So what we think happened is that video got so much bad engagement on the channel that it put the whole fucking thing into the sign of the algorithm that said, oh, this guy's getting bad engagement. Let's let's not push him to uh, new subscribers and new people that might subscribe to him because, oh, look at how badly this video did. And so that's why that video is fucking gone because I'm hoping... And that's a big fucking hope, and I think they might be onto something, that if I do remove that, then hopefully I will get back into the algorithm again and see that my like ratio was a lot fucking higher now. Like, I think the average like ratio on my videos now was like 95 to 98, something like that now. A lot fucking higher than 40%, I will say that for fucking sure. And so... With that change, like I said, it should get me back in the algorithm, get me back in there, and should help put me back into getting subscribers again. Because, fuck's sake, I'm at, like, I was at, like, 74, on borderline 75, I'm, like, 73.5 right now, subscribers. And I just want that fucking plaque, man, I was so close! I just want that fucking plaque for shit posting on the internet, man. 100,000 subs for making fucking green text videos and podcasts and shit memes. That's all I want, man. I just want that fucking plug that I can put in the background there. 
show off to people and then go, oh, wait, I don't know what this is because I'm, uh, I'm anonymous online. And oh, it's just <laughs> so fucking annoying. So that, yeah. But also, I did then also, this past couple months, I have two editors now. I had a person I brought on as an intern who I also brought on as a paid editor now. So I have two editors. So that's why videos have been a lot more consistent lately. I have videos for the next two weeks now as well. So three videos a week with a podcast a week. So there'll be four videos a week now. Hopefully, there's a podcast next week as well. I do want to boost it up to at least get to 69. So hopefully we're back on the content train and I'll get back in the algorithm and so I can get the fucking 100k button, cunt. Oh, bro. That's the thing that's just been fucking me off the most out of everything. <laughs> So that's where my channel's at now, is the long story short. Deleted bad video, hopefully put me into algorithm. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else do I have here? Oh, yes, I wanted to talk about this as it happened, but I kind of forgot now. Uh, I'm going to grab something and not cut because I'm fucking lazy. Give me one second. So some of you might know this by now, but... Well, I mean, you obviously will know. The Olympics have passed long since by now. I think even the Paralympics at this point would be, if not finished, they'll at least be finishing up at this point. And <laughs> basically, the big grocery store chain here, there's two big ones. There's Coles and there's Woolworths. And they all like to do like little fucking collectible things to incentivize the kids and trade and whatever. And so for the Olympics this year, they decided to do, like, a collectible sticker collection thing. And, you know, it's pretty cool, you know, supporting all the uh, Australian athletes, you know, getting their names out there, getting some collectibles. That'd be pretty fucking sick if I had a name, if I had my own sticker, you know, with my name on it and stuff. However, the this is, this is official, by the way. They went through the government to get all this so stuff sorted. <laughs> they also they commissioned an artist to do some anthropomorphized versions of athletes as native Australian animals. So technically, the Australian government commissioned furry art. <laughs> as you can see here from this booklet, here are some furry fucking. <laughs> we have a. Uh, Bearded dragon lady. We have kangaroo one and kangaroo two here. <laughs> and so just throughout this book. Uh, sorry, I just bumped the mic again. So try not to smash the mic again. So throughout this book, if I can find some more here. Yeah, there you go. There's the uh, fucking what is this? The gymnastics. There's a, ko a koala. Am I Australian? Am I a liar? A kangaroo. I have dyslexia. Is it dyslexia? Whatever. I have blindness. <laughs> I'm retarded. That's better. I'm just retarded. You got a kangaroo on some uh, some rings there. Uh, let's see. We got a kangaroo smashing some ping pong. Uh, we have. <laughs> There's a lot of kangaroos in here. Look, we don't have that many native animals. We got. Oh, I keep smashing the mic. Fuck. Got a kangaroo being a cool skater person <laughs> yeah and so just <laughs> the australian government didn't really know what they were doing and uh 
the artist also did an interview as well with a couple of different people. I think it might have been with like Kotaku or something like that. And uh, basically they put out a thing saying that they're looking for an artist to do some stuff for the Olympics and all this sort of stuff. And they did this like 2019, 2020-ish, obviously, because, you know, the Olympics are supposed to be in 2020 and then something happened and pushed it this year. Uh, they put their hand in the ring, and they hadn't really done any of that sort of art, but they apparently just liked this person's art style. They went with them and uh, described what they wanted from him, and uh, he knew what he was doing, apparently. He knew that he was making furry art, but he kind of just didn't really say anything. And I think, actually, no, that's a lie. I think he might have half mentioned something about it, but they didn't really know what he was talking about. <laughs> And so he's just like, whatever, you're the boss, time to do some fucking furry art. And so now we, <laughs> we just have that now. And I don't know, that just fucking makes me laugh so fucking hard. That there's just some boomer out there somewhere now that just has to Google what a furry is. And probably also goes, going down a rabbit hole, Googling, what is yiffing? And then just being absolutely fucking horrified. And there's nothing that he could fucking do now because it's long since printed and been out by now. <laughs> Considering making a video on this because I feel like that would probably do really fucking well, but I don't know what other commentary I have to add to it other than, wow, that's funny, Australian government commissioned furry art without knowing it. <laughs> there's nothing much else to really add there. <laughs> so I just threw it, I'm like, oh, I'll throw it in the podcast. And then do, do the podcast for about two months. My bad. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, speaking of active stuff as well, I also switched gyms as well. I went, I'm went. i now going to one that's much closer to me uh, that I won't mention any specifics as not to dox myself. Uh, and now I'm beginning to talk about it. I've realized that I'm, I can't actually say that much at all without revealing details and also doxing myself. Uh, so I'll just say, it's really cool, and the sauna works, unlike the last one that I went to. Get fucked, well, Jim Northlakes, your sauna sucks ass. I can say that now because I don't go there anymore and don't really live anywhere close. And I'll be real, I half signed up to the other gym because the girl I was seeing at the time lived really close and gave me an excuse to drop in a lot. And then we broke <laughs> then we broke up. And then I was just fucked driving twenty-five minutes or so to fucking North Lakes all the way over away from me. All because uh a girl. And was locked in for a contract and didn't want to pay three hundred dollars to break it, so I was just fucked. So it's good to have one that's much closer to me now. And that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> Oops. Oh well. Uh, what else have I been up to as well? Uh, oh, I did catch up with, uh, someone recently. I ran into them, but complete by fucking chance, uh, as well. They, uh, I was, <laughs> I was at a market buying fucking succulents because I'm a garden dad now. I'm a plant dad. I also, I'm also just a fucking hoarder collector. I have about... 50 different succulents at this point now. Actually, probably over 50 different types of succulents. And then I'm growing a bunch of shit in my backyard. I'm one of those cunts now. 
sue me. I don't give a shit. But uh, I hadn't talked to this person in like five years or so as well. Um, I just ran into them by chance. And that was really fucking cool. Uh, so it was like, you know, the, uh, you know, catching up a bit, seeing why they're at. And like, oh, yeah, I've moved down. Da, da, da. Oh, graduated this. I'm working here now. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and long story short, uh, they invited me to come stay up with them uh, down the coast for a little bit. And uh, we went wakeboarding, which was a thing that I didn't really know existed. And uh, you know me, I'm I'm skater boy green text, and so I went. I was cocky as hell when she described what it is to me. And if you don't know what wakeboarding is, it's essentially that fucking thing where. Uh, so there's there's two main types. I did the second one. The first one is you're on a uh, a. a a board that has a, like, it's basically like a snowboard, but slip, slip, jiff, slip, fuck, sloped slightly different uh, to a snowboard, so cut through the ocean a little bit better, uh, and your feet are attached to it as well, like a snowboard, and you're hanging onto a rope, wire, whatever, off the back of a boat, and you're basically just like riding the waves. And the the backflow of the boat, and just riding it like that. The second type, which is what I did with her, is we uh, we went to this park down the coast that is basically on this giant lake with some ramps and some stuff, and there's just a giant uh, oval cable that just like pulls you along on this giant uh, pulley system with a, a giant motor, so it pulls you along at like high speeds. Uh, along this lake, and then you could do jumps while holding on to it as well. Uh, she's obviously been doing it a lot longer than me. Uh, I say that, she's probably only been doing it for like maybe six months or so, I think she said. Either way, she's like doing fucking flips and shit, looking cool as hell. Meanwhile, like, I've never done it before. And also, like I said before, me being cocky skater boy, Mr. Greentex, that still can't even really do a rolling ollie properly. I'm like, yeah, bro, I could do this fucking easy. Uh, so I started on the kneeboard just so I could get a feel for everything. And so, um, basically on my knees on this board, leaning forward as well in like a crunched position, holding onto it, <laughs> going along like this on this giant fucking cable system. And it was pretty fucking cool. I looked lame as fuck. <laughs> I think she filmed me as well while going around. I looked lame as fuck in the little fucking crunch, hunched over position, holding onto this cable, taking the fucking corners of everything as well. But it felt fucking fast too. I want to say like... I should probably ask her as well how fast it was. I actually don't know. I want to say like... 60 kilometers? I don't know what that is in your freedom per meters, or free, freedom per feet. Get fucked, go look it up yourself. So maybe about 60 kilometers an hour, I'm just fucking going along like that. And I would get to the first turn, I'd do that all right. The second turn, I'd do okay. The third turn was the one I never got fucking past on the D-board because I'd just take it a little bit. I did, well, You're supposed to try and take the corners a little bit so you don't like fully just throw yourself out and uh, like swing out of it. Uh, I don't know if I'm describing that well at all. Yeah, basically you want to take the corners a little bit more so it doesn't like like jerk you. However, I couldn't manage to fucking steer it fast enough 
And so as it would go around the corner, the the line would have some slack to it. So as it would take the corner, it would yank me. And so as I go around, it would just like yank me and just throw me off the fucking thing. And going 60 kilometers as well, I'm just thrown off the board doing fucking like cartwheels and the fucking like drink in the lake water too of who knows what the fuck is in there. And then just kind of lying back there, just like, ow, that fucking hurt. Because <laughs> you're just skipping the top of the water at that point, too. So I think I did that like three times before uh, she was just like, oh, yeah, you should try the standing board now. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I got this. And so the ones that they had on the park, too, like she's got her own fucking like board that she's bought for herself. So I had to use one of the ones that's provided there, which is just a thing where it's just like, a slightly smaller version as well that just has like attached slides to it that you just put your feet into and hope for the best that they don't come out. And I probably tried about five times to try and get onto my feet to actually get going and I just couldn't fucking do it, man. It was the fucking worst smashing my fucking ego in. I was fucking like, before this, I was just like, yeah, man, I'm going to be... The fucking Tony Hawk of wakeboarding. <laughs> and I couldn't get about three meters before just immediately 180 dunking my head into the water, man. And look, there was a couple times where it wasn't my fault either. Uh, as I'm trying to get advice as well, you know, as the, uh, the guy who's running it as well, the way to actually get onto it is there's, uh, obviously because it's in a loop, if someone bails, the line is just, like, floating around. It'll catch itself there, and then the uh, the people running it will just, like, hand it to you, and then you just have to be ready. There's a timer as you see it come around, and then it just, like, immediately yanks you, pulls you out, and then off you go. <laughs> yanks and pulls you off. What the fuck? Um, so you just have to be, like, ready for it as well. Have it... Uh, right at your thigh, have, like, your, your 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 elbows by your chest and be prepared to, like, pull it up and, like, turn the board around and have your board in the water. And so I'm trying to get advice for him at one point. And then as he's, like, talking to me, uh, I don't realize, and neither does he, that it's about to pull me. So mid-sentence, he's just like, yeah, man, just have this. And I'm like, bop! As I'm just fucking pulled off mid-sentence and just thrown into the water. Uh, and of course, I'm holding on like real fucking tight as well. I'm just like, yeah, man, fucking, you know, tense your muscles, do this. As I'm just like, <laughs> so I'm just immediately, again, just fucking eating the water in front of everybody, eating the water, drinking the water. And then just sadly paddling back over to the, uh, to the pier where I can pull myself up with the fucking board on the other side too. <laughs> and by that point, I think that was the last time as well. Uh, because I was not prepared at all, I felt a click in my shoulder. And then my shoulder that continued to hurt for the rest of the day. And I decided, you know what? That'll do me today. I would like to be able to use my shoulder the rest of my life. <laughs> Maybe wakeboarding quite isn't for me. Uh, saying that, though, uh, she did convince me to get a little pass that I can go back uh, another time and just really just scan this in and just immediately do it that day. That might even run out by now. I'm not 100% sure. Either way, I think I'm willing to give wakeboarding maybe one or two more chances before I'm like, you know what? Not for me. I don't really want to do this. 
But yeah, you need like a lot of like abdominal and like upper body strength to do it as well, which I have a good bit and I've been working on that, especially my cardio, but it's just like a whole other level. And, you know, uh, I mean, like I'm also like 93, 94 kilos where she's like, uh, I don't know, like 50, 55 kilos. Like it's, a, it's like a little bit skewed here, a little bit, giving each other, there's a little bit of a threshold with the uh, abdominal and upper body strength that you need to do everything. But yeah, I'd, for the rest of the day, I just watched her fucking doing like spins and 360s and backflips and shit. Real fucking cool. Much cooler than me. <laughs> if you're listening to this for some reason, hello, yes, you are much cooler than me, and uh, um, I mean it. <laughs> oh, speaking of... Speaking of as well, I uh, saw Luke Kidgel and his uh, stand-up show this past Sunday as well and tried to get him on the podcast, but the uh, the poor bastard, uh, his show this year is called On The Run and my God, has it never been more relevant than it is this year because obviously he tried to do this tour last year and the whole on-the-run meme is just like, he's killing at shows, he's doing so well that the police is after him. Now this year, on-the-run has taken on a bit of a different context because uh, we've been dealing with COVID a lot different here than most of the world. Uh, each of our own states obviously is looking after stuff. And the way that it works here is that if there is a outbreak in somewhere, then you know there's the snap lockdowns and stuff like that. But also, if you are in a COVID hotspot or a COVID state that has had cases, then you can't travel to another place that has it a lot of the time or you're in, like, a real forced quarantine. And <laughs> as a comedian that's tried to do a tour around Australia, that makes things very hard. And so I think he managed to get some shows in Sydney before they just completely shit the bed at the moment, too. They're getting, like... I think yesterday or today, oh jeez, they got like 1.4 thousand cases, which is insane for Australia. For reference, my state had its first cases in a couple weeks, and they are one to five cases in like the past couple weeks compared to their like one and a half thousand cases. And so, uh, yeah. <laughs> What else do I have to really say about that? Uh, yeah. Oh, it was, it was a good show. Oh, and also I talk, I took this person uh, as well to the show. And I was also... They hadn't really seen that much stand-up comedy before. And I was kind of worried because I knew <laughs> that, this guy, that Luke's comedy... I'd, I'd, I'd seen him talk about that a lot of his show this year was just about cum. Not for any particular reason. That's just how it happened. So there was an awful lot of cum jokes. Which, it was very good, very funny. My fucking face hurt by the end of the night as well because I was laughing and smiling so much. So, testament to you as well if you've listened to this for whatever reason, Luke. Um, but, uh, yeah, couldn't get him on the podcast because he was just so fucking busy. He got kicked out of his Airbnb the night before because his opener was pouring his bottle of water over the balcony onto people because he thought it was funny. <laughs> Which, look... 
is kind of funny because it was also running at the same time, but security found him, evicted him and everyone else at 3 a.m. And he was uh, probably not a happy chappy at the moment. And I'm like, you know what? Fair enough, man. <laughs> we'll do the podcast another time. And he said, yeah, he's uh, uh, he apologized for it and that he's keen to do the podcast again uh, when he comes back up to Brisbane sometime this year. And I'm like, oh, cool. Work to me, man. No worries. No drama. Don't blame me for anything. He's like, cool, man. Uh, have a good day. And uh, so I got to the gig as well. I'm jumping all over the place. I do that with stories sometimes. And I'm not sorry. The uh, I actually knew one of the openers as well, uh, Georgina. I went to uh, university with her. I don't think that's really doxing myself that much, I think. <laughs> I'll have to double check. But yeah, either way, I knew Georgina. She was scanning tickets at the show because I guess she just reached out and wanted to help out because she also does a bunch of stand-up as well uh I'd love to one day as well uh I just don't really yeah I don't know it's a it's a whole other thing I do a lot of shit I'd like to at least try it a couple times just so I could say I could could do it and you know I'd have a little bit more talking points and could uh you know relate to a lot of the stand-up comedians that I'm talking to for whatever fucking reason even though that are why they're talking to me but sure um, and ran into her by chance there. I'm like, oh shit, Georgina, what are you doing here? She's like, oh, I was getting the tickets. And uh, I was talking to uh, Luke and his girlfriend, Meg, who's helping run the place as well, and mentioned that I do stand-up, and they offered uh, me to open for them. And I'm like, fuck, good on you. Meanwhile, <laughs> the, uh, the girl that I had with me was just like, what the fuck? What do you mean you know the opener and also the person that's doing it, and you've done a podcast with them? What? So that was also a, a bit of a nice flex as well, I guess, because that was also a sold-out show uh, as well. And I think they'd sold out... I think it sold, like, 1.5 thousand tickets that night, which, fucking good on you, Luke, my boy. Compared to the... I'd, I'd seen literally every one of your shows in Brisbane uh, as well. This is a weird conversation to be having with a person that's not here, as I'm realizing that I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a bit of a difference to his first ever show. This is also like in a cinema, as well, because the previous venue was found with asbestos or something like that, so he just couldn't do his show there. And last minute, he did it in a cinema, which was actually pretty cool as well. I think more places might be adopting uh cinemas for stand-up so we just like was essentially just on a box at the front of the cinema uh and got to sit like right up the second row as well which is the best way to do stand-up as well if you if you are someone who enjoys watching stand-up on netflix do yourself a favor find some of your favorite comedians or even like people that you think their humor is similar to yours go see them because comedy in person and stand-up comedy specifically in person is it just has a different feel to it, is the best way to put it. It's it's a different surrounding to it. And it's it's a lot better experience for you, trust me. It was so fucking good to get to a stand-up show for the first time in like two years now. Um, but yeah, Georgina was telling me that uh, Luke was uh, saying to her, they're just like, oh yeah, no, I did actually want to do... Mr. Green Tech's podcast, I just have literally no time. <laughs> and so hearing that through her just justified just like oh okay yeah he did actually want to do it he's not just you know making excuses which is also just really weird to me now that i just have like i don't know if i'd straight call him a friend but 
is definitely like a peer now, as well as probably Lewis, who I am. Also, I'm realizing as I'm saying that, I need to probably fucking contact that dude as well to see if he, I can get him on the podcast as well. Um, yeah, I just have, especially both Luke Kidgel and Lewis Spears, were in my head like bucket list podcast guests that were obtainable to me, I think. And then I just got both of them, and then I'm like, fuck, where do I go from here? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a cool flex sometimes to just be like, oh yeah, I know Luke Kidgel and Lewis Spears. Um, yeah, and also that was, you know, cool flex to her as well, um, I guess. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that was that. All right, I think I've gotten through pretty much everything on my list here. Yep, 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 yep. All right, cool. All right, so let's get into the new segment of this podcast. Uh, which I realize I've not fucking named. Uh, but for now, I'm just going to call it... Uh, hmm. Weird news. Weird things happening around the world for some reason. <laughs> and so I literally just Googled, like, strange and weird news and then clicked on headlines that I sounded interesting to me and want to know more. So this is just essentially clickbait the segment. But it sounds kind of funny, and we'll see how it goes, and, you know, let me know if you actually like it as well. So I've got three picked out here that sounded retarded, so I'm going to read them out, and uh, we can experience them together. Uh, so first, we have here, Landlord's pet clause in contract with additional rent leaves tenants baffled. Uh, so it says... It states that consent for pets will be the default position and the landlords will have to object in writing within 28 days. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Padding, padding, padding. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, the contract reads, additional rent. The landlord may consider the placement of, a pet, placement of the pet at the property. Where the landlord has approved the placement of pets, the following fees will apply. Each additional value will be added to the monthly rental amount. Uh, £10 per centimetre per calendar month for caged ha for caged pets, e.g. hamsters. Uh, £10 a centimetre for pets that will be kept externally to the house and garden, e.g. guinea pigs. £25 per centimetre for pets that will be roaming in the house, cats, dogs, house, rabbits, snakes. Uh, people are left divided over the clause as some brand that it... <laughs> extortionate, while others said it was a good price to pay where it can be difficult to find a landlord who will accept pets at all. So basically you just pay per per centimetre? What a strange way to justify it as well. What the hell? 25 pounds per centimetre for pets that will be roaming. Sorry? Per CM. Oh, per calendar month. Never mind. I'm retarded. That's, I mean, look, that's not the worst, but also just like, just include that in the price. Why do you have to, why do you, that's my biggest question is why? Like it's 25 pounds is the, the, the biggest price here. Why not just include that in the fucking rent, bro? Why do you have to make such a song and dance about... Oh, if you have a, 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 a if you have a cat in the house, that'll be an extra twenty five pounds a month, mate. It's like, what do you mean? Like, what do you think that's going to cover? Like, if you have a place that you're renting and you're scared that the cat is going to fuck up the place with its piss or whatever, 
Like, I'm pretty sure steam cleaning the carpets is going to cost a little bit more than however long they're living there. Or are you just going to put aside that money for cleaning fees after they move out? That's such a strange way to go about saying, we're a pet-friendly property. Just, just include that in the price. But also, yeah, it's kind of funny. I do wonder, because it says caged animals here. Or for, yeah, for, for pet caged hamsters. I wonder if I would get charged if I had, say, a goldfish, for example. Because if it's caged, it's not really moving anywhere. Fair enough if it's roaming outside, kind of. But yeah, I think it'd be funny to see what he would think about a goldfish. <laughs> Alright, what is the other ones that we have here? We have... <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> Duck trained to speak in Australian herd, muttering, You bloody fool, in clip. Now, it actually does have a touch sound to it, and I am so keen to hear that here. Alright, so I'm going to play this now. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what the fuck? You bloody fool. I mean, yeah, it does sound like that, but it's kind of funny. A duck in Australia has been recorded muttering, You bloody fool, after learning to mimic its keeper. <laughs> the foul-mouthed bird named Ripper, of course his fucking name's a Ripper, was said to have given particularly fond of using the catchphrase while, mate <laughs> while mating. <laughs> Imagine that. You're, root you're rooting someone. Or you're fucking someone for anyone else that is outside of Australia. <laughs> you're in the middle of fucking while just saying, Yeah, you bloody fool. Yeah, you bloody fool. <laughs> oh, that's so good. What the fuck? The bird that has been caught red hand reared. What a strange phrase. Has been hand reared. Also learned to repeat the sound of its Avery doors <laughs> opening and shutting. The talking duck from Canberra, who lived more than 30 years ago, is believed to be the first documented account of species mimicking human speech. Why is this coming up now if it died 30 years ago? What the fuck? Ripper's talents are only just emerging now because of a study charting the talking duck was only published in the most recent journal of uh, philosophical transactions of the Royal Society. According to the study, Ripper was hand-reared on a nature reserve and learned to repeat the sentence which is often uttered by its keeper. The paper states, The structure of the duck vocalizations indicates a quite sophisticated and flexible control over the vocal production mechanism. <laughs> so its owners just call the duck a retard all the time, and the duck has heard it that much that it's repeating it back to him. That's kind of funny. Uh, he shared his recordings with Ripper, made in the 1980s for a recent study. Uh, the You Bloody Fool and a clip of him making an Avery door being opened and closed were both recorded during Ripper's mating displays. <laughs> so he's, he's still fucking... He's still trying to get... He's still trying to get laid and he's just making door closing and opening sounds. What an absolute shit poster of a duck. I love Ripper so much. Uh, though the recordings sound like You Bloody Fool... 
10k told the Guardian it was possible Ripple was saying food, adding, I could imagine that the caretaker would jokingly say, okay, here is your bloody food. He would make these sounds in a repeated series as he would just whistle kick normally learned from his flock to attract a mate. The paper explains the whistle kick consists of a non-vocal splash component produced by the feet hitting the water, followed by two distinct vocal components, a soft low frequency sound, followed by a much louder whistle. What an absolute ripper of a duck. Okay, I'm going to move on to the last one, I guess, now. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. This was one I'm just like, what? How does this work at all? <clears throat> Family baffled as cat comes back from the dead hours after cremation. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, 14-year-old feline went missing overnight and they discovered a dead cat on the road by their home the following day. Oh, okay, so it's probably just the wrong cat. Uh, Simba hadn't come back all night and my husband got up early to the gym when he saw a dead cat that had been hit by the car. Sin had explained, adding, We were crying and my sons were devastated. Uh, bum, 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 bum. The couple tucked up the animal and took it to the vet where they had an emotional ceremony, purchased a headstone to be remembered by. They paid £60 for the moggy to be cremated and a further £25 for a headstone and give Simba the send-off he deserved. We've all had her, we've had her all our life and we thought she deserves a proper send-off because she's such a big part of the family. Uh, when they returned, they broke into the. <laughs> when they returned, they broke to the news. Uh, I'm retired. Let me read that again. When we returned, they broke the. New, they broke the new. Okay, nope. This is just written poorly. Uh, da, 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 heartbroken son, currently seventeen, and uh, Stefan. What a strange spelling of Stefan. S T O F A N. Yuck. Uh, a few hours later, the family were dumbfounded when Simba turned up at the door. <laughs> we were t she added, we were trying to cheer up the boys when, with pizza when my son went to walk his girlfriend to the car and he saw a cat wandering down the drive. Everyone was screaming that Simba had come back from the dead and were all happy and celebrating. We explained to my youngest at the Rainbow Bridge as that's where cats and dogs go when they die. So that's completely ruined his illusion and now thinks all of our dead pets are coming back to life. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, fortunately, following the discovery of the cremated cat was in fact not Simba. The family managed to use social media to track down the owner for the deceased animal and return his ashes to him. Fuck. Imagine that. You've lost fucking poor old Mittens for about a week or so. And then you get a call one day saying, Hey, we found Mittens. And, us, and you know, they're over the moon. They're so excited. Finally, their cat has come back. When can we pick him up? Oh, we'll just ship him to you. Oh, uh, are you, are you just, just going to pay for, like, pet insurance? Oh, no, 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 no. We're just going to put it in a box and then just ship it to your house. Oh, but is surely that's not humane. Surely you need to, you know, give them some food or, you know, I'm willing to pay. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'll just express post it to you, man. It's all good. It's, I'll, it's, it's a small box anyway. Oh, uh, what do you mean it's a small box? Is it, it's a medium-sized case, not that big. Oh, no, don't worry about it. You know, it, it, it'll get to you. Fucking open up the box and it's just the ashes of a cat. <laughs> Fucking hell. 
Um, yeah, that's all I had for the strange news this week. That was basically just to pan out my shit uh, as well. Alright, I can get rid of that. Okay. Let's get into the most autistic part of this podcast, and that is, of course, for answer questions, queries, and topics from a bunch of you cunts. So, as always, if you ever want to contribute to the podcast, the best way to do it is either by emailing me at mrgreentext at gmail.com. That's Mr. Greentext with an S at the end of that. Or head to my Discord where there's a link down at the bottom, down to, down to the description. Jump over to the Greencast channel, drop your shit in there, and I'll read it and most likely ignore it as you try and meme me on try and get me to say the N-word on the podcast. <laughs> uh, this is one I got, like end of last month, and I think it is really interesting, because I do have some stuff to say about it. Uh, Willery says, uh, if you've done this on the podcast, could you answer this now? Do you have an internal monologue? Do you imagine scenarios when you read a novel or something similar? If you don't, how do you think? If you do, how do you think people who don't think that? I had this conversation with uh, with my first girlfriend at the time. She had... Uh, I can't remember the specific... It's not a disease. It's not even really like a thing. Well, it, well, it it is a thing, obviously. Um, but they couldn't mentally picture things in their mind, and that kind of shattered my world a little bit. And I couldn't really begin to comprehend how they couldn't really work like that. Like I said, for example, or like okay, so let me give this example for you guys. If I said. Imagine a black, empty, void space, and now imagine a table in that space that's white with some sort of drape over it and an apple in the middle of it. Could you tell me what color the apple is? Could you imagine what sort of design that table is? Or what color the cloth might be? Like, if you can think of, like, any color or you can picture that in your mind, then I'd think you're normal. But there is a specific thing where you can't picture things in your mind like that. And that kind of blew my mind. And I remember trying to help them uh, one day with this outro animation thing. And they were just kind of playing around with a lot of things. And I'm like, oh, let me just try and help you do this. And like, oh, I don't know what I want, but I'll know when I see it. I'm like, oh, do you not know what you're trying to do? She's like, no, I can't picture it. I can't picture things. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? So that was a whole fucking rabbit hole. And if you didn't know about that, you're welcome now. But I also very much do have an eternal monologue. I'm constantly talking to myself as well. My roommate can attest to that as well. Uh, I love talking to myself. I think that it's healthy to talk to yourself uh, as well. Obviously, there is a point you're not constantly talking to yourself, but you know... You know, there's a lot of times I'm just like, what are you doing, you fucking retard? Talking to myself or whatever, cursing myself out, or just, like, trying to think and say things out loud works a lot better sometimes as well. But I definitely do have an internal monologue. Um, I don't really know. It's kind of one of those things, like, with glasses, for example. Like, I couldn't really imagine what it would be like to have blurry vision or need glasses because I've never needed glasses before. Or someone who has always had blurry vision and never had sharp vision, they just assumed that's what everyone else had because they never really, you know, talked about it. They just assumed it would be, be like that. So I don't know if I can really imagine what it would be like to not have an internal monologue, I guess. Uh, Striker asks, have you ever shut your pants? Uh, I don't know if I told this story on the podcast. It's not, I, 
the TLDR, no. Obviously, you get that window between, like, 0 to 5, and I'd say 80 to whatever age. You, you get that window. You can shit your pants freely however much you want. But that, like, 5... Five to seventy-nine. You shouldn't be shitting your pants, you, unless you have some sort of condition. Uh, I think I have a thing called irritable bowel syndrome or dumping gut syndrome because I shit a lot. Granted, my fucking diet is not the best in the world. If I ever have days where I think I've taken too many poops, or you know, I, my 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 poo is not solid that day, and I'm sorry for getting graphic. I love this shit, Amodium. I only use this brand, it's the thing that works the best for me. Take two of these bad boys, nothing is coming out your arsehole for the rest of the fucking day except maybe some very uh, strangely smelling farts. But I can assure you, no poo-poo will be coming out your number two hole after taking two of those. And I did not have any of those with me in this fucking case here. And uh, I have a system that I like to call the wave system as well. Wave one is just like, you just feel the immediate need to like, kind of poop. If you ignore it, it can kind of just go away. Wave two is just like, hey man, you should probably think about where the toilets are as well, just in case. But you can still kind of ignore that uh, as well. Wave three is just like, hey man, you should probably be by a toilet just in case. Because it's probably well on its way by them. Wave four is the, you have 30 seconds before shit is coming out your asshole wave. And so I was out camping with some friends at this point, and we wanted to go to a waterfall that was near this campsite, and we took the four-wheel drive all the way up, and we basically arrived, and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling the need to shit on the way up, essentially. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm about on wave one right now. It's, it's manageable. We get to, like, wave two, wave two and a half, as we get to the waterfall, and quickly, you know, my mind's off it now. I'm not really thinking about pooping. We're looking at the waterfall, taking pictures. The need to shit has disappeared. It's gone. I think I'm fine at this point, too. We also trekked about 20 minutes from the car to the waterfall. I'm feeling okay. I think I've gotten past it. We then begin to hike back, and I hit wave three. <laughs> and I can feel it. I'm like, ooh, it's... It's getting close. I really should probably start running sometime soon, or else I'm fucked. And my friend says to me, Hey, I have toilet paper in the car. I don't know if there's any toilets nearby, but, you know, it's there. And I'm like, I'm okay, man. I think I should make it. I didn't make it. <laughs> Wave 4 then hit me about halfway through the track. And as I said, wave four is, hey man, there's shit coming out your ass in the next 30 seconds, whether you like it or not. And so in that moment, I had to make a decision. I either shit my pants or I'm shitting somewhere around me. And so I'm quickly darting and looking around. And I just look and find the tree with the biggest trunk. And I just fucking sprint off the, off the hiking trail. And then just pull my dax down and then just shit behind the tree. And I just all just like... I won't go into that much graphic detail because I'm already describing me shitting in a forest. But it was it was not great. There was just immediate flies the moment it left my butthole. And the worst part is looking around, I had nothing on me to wipe my ass with me. 
and all of the leaves were fucking drying as well. I had to kind of like waddle up a little bit to try and pull some leaves off a fucking tree to try and wipe my ass the best I could. I did kind of like spread my cheeks, <laughs> spread my cheeks a little bit as I shit just in case. Um, but I think I'd actually got most of it, and then just the waddle of shame coming back down to the trail, and. Uh, I guess shooting a bit more when I get back to camp in the actual like toilet site as well. That is the closest of ever coming to shitting my pants. And I think that's only happened like maybe twice. I think the last time when I hit wave four, I think I was actually near a toilet and I didn't make it like just in time. But yeah, they're, they're, they're the closest times that I've ever shit my pants. Alright, and I've been avoiding stuff, and I've been avoiding talking about stuff like this the entire podcast, so I'll tack it on at the end where... Only real fans probably really going to be listening to this uh, as well. Uh, good old backup 676v4 asks, what are your thoughts on the increasing authoritization of your country and the concentration camps that have been built for unvaccinated people? I honestly... I, I, I'm over talking about this, and this is probably one of the only times I'm talking about this publicly because I'm just so over the misinformation that has been putting out of uh, people trying to scare everyone else in the world because rah, the Australian government has taken my freedoms. When you, you're not in this country, you don't really know how things have been handled. You're pulling stuff from media sources that are outside of Australia that have biases and everything. And of course, as a person... Myself, I'm give, about to give my opinion, so I will have my own biases as well. But sure, this I'm talking about specifically the COVID situation. I'm not talking about the bill that's recently passed. I'm not big brain enough to really talk about that. Go watch Lewis Spears' video. Go watch Friendly Jordan's podcast about that because um, they will they will explain it and talk about it better than I will. But Regarding the COVID situation here, we, as an island, okay, so it'll it goes back originally to our prime minister, who's a just a fucking dropkick retard. As we are an island, he decided that it's not a race, and we don't need to get vaccinated as fast as other countries around the world because we can control our borders to other countries a lot easier because we are an island. Uh. And then we had cases, and then they spread like wildfire, and we got fucked pretty hard because we had... Oh, well, we got fucked pretty reasonably because we had no vaccines here. And so it very much happened pretty quickly where each state quickly took over their their own rules and they look after everything with tracing and everything like that. And so because we didn't have any vaccines to try and help... Uh, stop the spread of COVID. We implemented a thing called the COVID check-in app. So if you go to a place like the grocery store, for example, whip out your phone, scan the QR code, check in the place that you're going. So that way, if there is someone that is COVID positive that goes to any of these places in the specific time periods, you can go get tested for COVID to see if you if you do actually catch it and you can be safe. If you do, then you go into quarantine, you help stop the spread pretty reasonable i think and it just fucking annoys me to no end especially like boomers especially i've only seen it a couple times in real life people refusing to sign in because they're just like oh you don't need to know 
where I am, they're just uh, t- t- taking away my freedom, when it's just like, okay, man, do you use Google Maps? Because that's tracking you all the time anyway. You don't think Facebook's fucking tracking your shit at this point anyway either. You've lost, you've lost all that ages ago, man. It's, it's just, it's better for the community this way, in my opinion, until we can eventually get to a point where we get vaccinated. So, saying that, if you are caught with COVID, you do need to quarantine for at least two weeks. So the other big thing that's been fucking us really hard is that the quarantine facilities and designated hotels that we've had, a lot of the times in this past year have been in, like, very densely populated CBDs. So if a leak gets out, it's just out there in the city, can spread very quickly, very easily. Uh, So now they're building a lot more remote quarantine facilities, like in South Australia, for example, that are, you know, closer to the airport, whereas further away from most civilizations so that they can stop the spread and control it a lot easier. There have been a few cases here where people have escaping quarantine. There was a case in Darwin a couple months ago where a man tied bedsheets so he could escape, spread of COVID, people died. So I think it's kind of fair that, you know, try and get it away from that and, you know, stop people. So there is a new system implemented in South Australia in these quarantine facilities where police check up on you to make sure that you haven't left anywhere so you can stop the spread of COVID, as well as uh, they are trialing. It's not fully implemented yet, as far as I know. Facial recognition just to make sure that, again, you are there so they don't constantly have to be wasting police resources, checking up that making sure everyone is there, just trying to do their part to maintain the spread of COVID. Uh, to, well, to the opposite, to make sure they don't spread COVID. Um, the other thing, like I said, is because we didn't get vaccines before, it's been a real fucking struggle to get it out here. We only had AstraZeneca here not that long ago. Uh, actually, no, we had it around about the end of last year. Uh, however, there were a few cases, like one in a thousand to like one in 10,000. I want to say one in a thousand, I think, is the more reasonable uh, statistic, I think, of uh, blood clots in people under 65 years old. So it was, you could take AstraZeneca vaccine uh, on your own risk if you were under 65. Actually, no, that's a lie. Uh, People under 65 were not allowed to get the vaccine unless you were a frontline worker or, you know, one of the other central workers and stuff like that. Actually, no, a lot of even central workers couldn't get it. Basically, if you're high risk, you know, if you're working with someone that has is immune compromised, stuff like that, you could fast track it and get it a bit sooner. Um, we got Pfizer as well, not that long ago. Thank you, Kevin Rudd, for getting us a bunch more vaccines out to Australia as well. And it was literally only beginning of last month that it opened for people under 40 years old were eligible to get the vaccine. Obviously, we could get AstraZeneca at this point now, but uh, there would be a lot of GPs that would refuse to give it to you if you were under 45 years old. Um, or they would. You just have to sign a lot of stuff to say that, you know, they're obviously not cannibal if anything happens. Obviously, there hasn't been anything with Pfizer. Um, and now, finally... Uh, I'm only just now getting my first vaccine dose of Pfizer next Sunday. I'm currently scheduled in to get it. So it's been this long now where I've only just been able to get 
book in a thing because it's there's you know people are, people keep saying just get vaccinated i literally can't i've been trying so hard to try and book in an appointment somewhere we're just so short uh short not short stuff we're in such short supply of vaccines that it's been almost impossible to try and get a uh an appointment in anywhere within like a 50 kilometer radius and you know i only just got it because uh my roommate was just like hey i'm on it right now this place has some spots free book it in and i'm like okay cool i'm gonna cancel this one i had it before scheduled for like a beginning of october like another month from now so i fast-tracked it to like next week so we had some stuff opened up so that's that with that overall i think it is a good thing you're up yourself if actually no i won't say that you know what i think it's personally a good thing I don't care about personal freedoms that much, to be honest. I've long since think you've lost that ages ago, no matter where you are in the world. Everyone's tracking you. Everyone knows your information anyway. I personally don't really care. I have a Google Home sitting in front of me that's always fucking listening to me. I've long since signed away those rights. Your phone is constantly listening to you anyway. Personally, I don't think... It really matters to me. I think it's a net positive benefit and it shows because my state again, for example, has only had like maybe 50 cases total this past month. That's insane. Look at pe- look at places like Florida that has had like 25,000 in its peak. That's the entirety of cases in Australia in a day over like the lifetime. Maybe it might have been 30,000. I might be off by like 10 to 15,000, something like that. But that's insane to me. But that's just my opinion. You're allowed to have your own other opinion, but, you know, uh, that's that's just how I feel about that. <laughs> Bit of a longer podcast this week. I'm going to end it there. Um, yeah, if you, uh, you know what, whatever. Give, give, give me your opinions. It'll be good for engagement anyway for the podcast. Who cares? Um, what do you think of that here, now that I've given you a bit more context about the situation in Australia? Please do let me know. Uh, include the word vaccine. That way I know you meant it always this podcast. And uh, I'll give it a little heart. I don't really give a shit about what your opinion is. So if it has the word vaccine in it, I'll heart your comment. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Thanks for watching and listening. I'll catch you later, cunts.